For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation 8 plus years. That games me. I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash the popculture where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you you are on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop culture as well as our merchandise store, popculture.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. How you been, man? Not too bad. Not too, Not bad. too bad. I'm a little less hairy this week. That's true. That's for, for those uh, uh, are watch, uh, watching the, uh, not watching the YouTube, I should say, you'll, you'll notice that, uh, uh, actually you won't notice, you, you'll hear that Max has less hair. Uh, his face is much tidier. Uh, I wouldn't go, oh, I wouldn't go that far. It's definitely not tidier. It's just more visible now. Mm. But uh, basically we had a couple of hot days in a row and I'm like, I need to get rid of all of my hair. Yeah. So I went to the haircut, finally. And then you should shave the beard as well. Yeah, yeah, but that's basically growing back now. Oh, it's been like, just brag. Been like two, been like two days. <laughs> nah, it's um, it's good. I feel a lot lighter. Yeah. I, I probably lost like three kilos worth of hair off my face. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's a win, it is, right? It is a much tidier look for, than than normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think when you said the choice of tidy was probably the right word. I think. Right. Yeah, well, my hair was at the length where it was just too short to tie up, but way too long to do anything else with. Yeah. It was just a big hot mess, especially coming into summer. So. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, you hundred percent made the right call. Even though, like, we're about to just get rain and shit. At least you know. <laughs> what your hair's not gonna get curly now, so that's good to know in the rain. But uh, I wrapped up all the, my third of my three weeks in a row of uh, catch up wrestling shows. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, DMDU or Deathmatch Down Under, uh, all a bunch of their shows got delayed into uh, November and December as they were meant to be earlier in the year or throughout the year. Uh, so yeah, that all kind of got smashed into the last three weeks. So they're all done and dusted now with the last, the, uh, the show last night, the time of recording, uh, was in Ballarat at the, uh, uh, venue called the Volta. Uh, it was, uh, well, it's relevant to the show cause the video game themed episode, uh, session, uh, match, sorry. So they had, uh, the, the show was called through the, through the fire in the flames on expert, uh, in a reference to guitar hero and rock band. Uh, so the main main event was a fight was a death match 
uh, with the use of weapons being uh, the PlayStation uh, drums and guitars for Guitar Hero Live and Rock Band, donated by me. Uh, so it was good to see uh, them get utterly destroyed because they wrapped that drum set in so much barbed wire. And then someone got thrown into it. But what was insane is because when I was thinking about it, those Guitar, Hero those Guitar Hero controls are built very sturdy because they are for... They, they were a built, you know, designed for children, right? The idea is they could play them and break them, drop them, and it wouldn't be too bad. But uh, turns out they are not built for hitting another another individual with across the uh, shoulder and or back because that uh, exploded. Absolutely exploded. It was awesome. So it was, uh, yeah, very, very good. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I'm looking a little bit sad because there's no, no shows until the back end of January, uh, which is not until the show here in Geelong. So if anyone from our listenership is based in Geelong, please go and check out uh, the Palais. It is DMDU Malice at the Palais. Please come. Please check it out. A, you're supporting me who support and helping support my friends. Uh, and you'll also have an awesome night of entertainment, uh, the likes of which you'll never have seen in Geelong. I can promise you that. A couple of Geelong-based wrestlers in there as well, so that some you may or may not know. Uh, Ed, uh, Edward Dusk is another, as is Will Walker, uh, both having uh, matches there, Geelong boys. Uh, make sure you go and uh, grab some tickets. It's relatively cheap. Come check it out and have a damn good time. Look, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. They went for the wrong tagline. It should have just been Malay at the Palais. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ma yeah, Malay at the Palais would kind of work. But also, yeah, oh, I guess it's the same play on words because some people read Malay as Melee. So Melee at the Palais doesn't quite... Oh, it's actually kind of better than Malice at the Palais, isn't it? Oh, I'll let them know for next time. I'll let them know for next time. Uh, Puck, meanwhile, use the Rock Band guitars. will stop functioning if you blow on them too hard. That's true. The Rock Band ones are a bit poo. I do have a busted one here uh, at the house that, that James likes to play on. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Very, very good point. Mm. Speaking of, uh, of of playing games with controllers, though, Max, how, what have you been playing this week? Uh, a fair bit, actually. So uh, generally the same games as usual. So I'm still, you know, jumping into Destiny every now and again. I'm still playing Diablo 2 Resurrected every now and again. But I got to play last night... Uh, the latest game from Heart Machine, I got to play Solar Ash. Yeah, so you so you reached out to me, was it yesterday? <laughs> yeah, like, yesterday hey, afternoon. <laughs> Solar Ash, uh, do we have it? I'm like, no, it's a fucking Saturday. He's like, oh, can we? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, so thank thank you to the kind support of those that felt the supporters on Patreon. Uh, it allowed uh, us to pick up Solar Ash for Max. I'll be probably probably playing it this evening if I can it's get my hands so off good. something else. But <laughs> so yeah, get what's the um, rundown? Yeah, so this is the latest from a Heart Machine, known for Hyperlight Drifter. Yep. Uh, so this is also one of the newly published Annapurna Interactive games. Uh, so the basic premise of the story is uh, your planet is about to be destroyed by a mega black hole and you and a bunch of your allies have been tasked with uh, basically building a device that will shut down this this black hole. So at its core, it is a puzzle platforming game with very light combat mechanics. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically you're just traversing, uh, you've, you've crash landed and you have lost contact with the rest of your team. 
So you're going to re uh, basically turn on all their conduit points to make the machine work to save your planet. Um, early on, you find out that the conduits have been powered down because there's these anomalies, which are which take form in the in the form of boss fights. Mm. So each area you have to fix a few things, you do a few tasks, uh, complete a few puzzles, which basically reveals the boss or the anomaly of that location, and then you go and deal with that anomaly. So I am. Too deep. I've, I've I've done the first two anomalies. Uh, the boss fights are really really cool. So the way um, because this is a puzzle platformer at its core, essentially these these things are these massive massive monsters akin to like I uh, think uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are safe points on these on these bosses that you can walk on without taking damage, and you basically have to platform across the bosses, hitting uh, hitting weak points as you go to extend your timer um and then once you get to the end of the timer run you get to deal a like a lethal blow to the boss and you do that in 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 most game mechanics you got to do it three times and each time the layout of the anomaly changes so there won't be as many safe places to stand on uh you might have to use your your grapple to get across some of the gaps uh you have access to double jumps and boosts and you each time you hit hit the anomaly it, it does make it harder for you on the next run through it's a very interesting uh interesting way to do boss fights because it at, at its core it's simplistic it's literally just square to attack and as long as you hit it it takes damage and it's a lethal blow but the difficulty in the in the fights are the fast-paced movement and platforming that you have to perform to get to these points um so it's really cool uh the art style is absolutely fantastic there were times where I got... Uh, the movement can be very quick, especially during those anomaly fights where you're zipping and teleporting around very quickly and this, the, the whole the whole camera starts spinning. I got a little bit sick at one point because I, I kind of lost track of where I was because so I was teleporting to a tail to get a hit and then teleporting to like the underbelly and, and, and hitting it again. And then... Because uh, the movement very early on... it it teaches you that there's a mechanic called skating. So you you hold down your left trigger and you can skate. And as long as you're on a skatable surface, you can go vertical, upside down, along the walls. And it does kind of rotate with you and it can get kind of trippy at times, uh, especially in conjunction with boosting, grappling, and double jumping. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm going to get motion sick, aren't I? Nah, it's, it's, it's not too bad, but it is it's absolutely fantastic. Okay. Um, so I played for about two and a half hours last night. Um, I am about... It gives you a progress on your save file. I'm about 23% of the way through. So the game doesn't seem to be overly long, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's what I love to see these days when I, don't ha- <laughs> when I don't have as much time to play games as I usually do. Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot wait to play more. Yeah, so uh, I'm keen to give it a look at uh, tonight uh, when I when I return to the console uh, and play some things. But yeah, other than that, because it wasn't really on my list, I remember seeing it in. Oh, it would... I think it's been shown at a lot of the PlayStation set of plays, and I think it was at the launch event for the PS Five. Yeah, I was going to say I'm pre- yeah, pretty sure that it was at least in a, a recent-ish state of play, I believe, uh, whereas enough mm. to sort of get a little bit of love and, and focus. Because I, I believe the Hyperlife Drip, Hyperlight Drifter 
did a pretty good job on PlayStation Four, I believe. Mm. Uh, so it would make sense why I got some got some love here. Plus, it's, as you said, from a uh, in the independent game showcase space it does have a very cool visual style but i mean it's also it's sitting at an 80 percent metacritic at the moment most of the reviews i've seen uh have have done have reviewed it favorably um so yeah i was that 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 alone got me to check it out and yeah. i'm very glad that i did so it is available for both playstation 5 and playstation 4 i'm obviously playing it on ps5 Fantastic. you do get both when you purchase the purchase that's title. true you do so because what like I, what i have been playing more of this week uh is uh solar ash and not solar ash that's what you've been playing death store because <laughs> i had a, i just had a major stroke uh yeah no i've been continuing playing death store after talking about it last week and uh that game is a stack of fun now mm. i would i say it's game of the year contenders we discussed last week which off the back of uh the way sort of uh friends of the show paul james and uh, have loved it now because you you were on firm space they're like yeah this could be a good independent game of mm. the year and i would agree that it would certainly be uh in the discussion but the more I, the more time I'm spending with it i'm just, i am still enjoying it but i'm I'm not also not like that confident on it i guess uh so where i'm at there are the ba- with the the essential premise of the game is that there are three major souls that you need to obtain as a reaper, uh, a re- you know sort of reaper of souls. Uh, essentially, three major, three mini boss fights. Uh, three, sorry, three major bosses, and then I don't know if there's anything else afterwards. So I am two bosses deep right now. I uh, t- took the first one out uh, the other day, and then I'm w- I'm just on the second one now, almost literally in the boss fight when I left it. Uh, I do really, really, really enjoy this game, and I love the design of it. I love, I love most, pretty much everything about. It. Like when I say, like, do I think it's game of the year worthy? I don't know, but I, it's not because of the lack of quality or, or you know, mis, misunderstanding of the quality. For me, it's I just don't know what my game of the year at the moment is, because um, we'll, we'll be thinking about that in what the next couple of weeks, two weeks. Mm. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh perhaps tired. Um, but. I think we'll make the list, even though I said, I said, I'm going, eh, like there's, the hesitation doesn't come from like, oh, well, here are some gripes that I have with it. Because off the top of my head, I don't, I can't think of any, or I can't uh, articulate any gripes if there are any. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just sort of think about it and I go, oh yeah, it's, it's great across the board, but like, is is that enough? Uh, so I am getting a better grip of the the standard mechanics. So with it being that Metroidvania esque uh, hack slash sort of approach, with a lot of that you know hacking and dodging, not in a Dark Souls esque fashion, more of a uh, what was the example? Titan ti- uh, was it Titan Souls? Titan Titan Souls. Yeah, yeah, in a more Titan Souls style, uh, which I yeah, I am having a good bit of fun with, especially when it comes to um, just playing a little bit smarter when it comes to get when you get when you get into the battle scenarios because uh, one of the things that i that i heard mentioned uh in another show was the idea that there are there is no health bars in the game like you have a health bar as your player um but the enemies do not have one per se so when you hit them you don't see the damage in a, in a uh, you know number representation 
of um, how much health you've taken. It is run solely by visual indicators. So as you as you hit them, um, they begin to crack and like a pink light starts to come through the surface of the skin, indicating, you, all right, cool. So, you know, if they're looking pretty fluorescent at this moment, like, all right, well, you don't have much left in you. So that's fun and especially once you start to learn the the monster types and the monster the monster method uh you can be then in a position where you can be more comfortable to like okay well i know this creature and its equivalents take two hits i know these ones take three i know i can get these ones done in six etc so you can still go in with a tactic because there are different regions or different biomes but the base monster pool are the same but they just have sort of visual flares in each space uh, so you can, it does ramp up difficulty a little bit as you progress further about new enemy types that come in. So if you're not upgrading your, uh, your character correctly or hitting the right, uh, slots within, within the, um, skill tree, then you'll, you will have a rough time. Um, cause you can rely on skill, but, uh, I, I think skill alone may not be enough if you're not upgrading things in certain paths. Saying that though, uh, in terms of upgrades, I have really enjoyed the path that it's going down with the upgrade system because in true Metroidvania fashion, as you clear an area and you take out the boss, you receive a uh, new uh, special ability, for lack of a better word, or it's a magic ability in this case. Uh, So an example, the first one you get is fire. So the idea is that you can use that as a uh, offensive weapon, but also an assistance in uh, puzzles. So then you go, oh shit, well now that I have this information, then you can go back to old areas, rerun them, and sort of notice those spots where fire would have helped you out. Whether it Mm. be in an enemy, whether it be in some sort of uh, area puzzle. You go, oh cool, well now, because as you head into the next area, they will give you uh, indicators of what that, ability can be used for so when then when you do your second run or which or third which would be how you decide to do it you run through it again you go, oh now i have the fire ability i can hit these torches i can hit these uh log piles etc etc and then next suddenly a whole extra area of uh, that biome is opened up you can wander on through find new enemies find new weapons just start harvesting souls i guess because they're mm. very similar to standard uh, delivery of, of these sort of action adventure games everything is based on souls currency um so then you go and that's what you use to upgrade uh all all your things so yeah so now because i i as, as you said, i'm further than you are now right? yeah yeah i believe so so i'm in the area oh, fairly early on i've beaten the first boss i'm at the what is it, the garden after the graveyard? Yeah, yeah, the over, yeah. overgrown ruins. Mm. So there's the graveyard, then there's the mushroom. I think yeah. The mushroom dungeons are in there, then there's the ceramic manor. Um, I'm I'm in the ceramic manor at the moment. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm quite ahead of you at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then, I have not played it in quite some time. Yeah. And I know it, it's been this great little pick-up-and-play game for me, not because, like, it is... Like there are like the runs on it are quite small, not in the same way that Hades is a pick up and play game as well, which you know you and I have both played and spent, yeah. spent a bit of time with throughout this year. Um, there's a, there's a slight difference in its uh, pick up and play. Like ah, oh, I can run it for a little while and I just pause it because like it's not so intense or so demoralizing that I just quit because it sucked because I hate it. 
but like it's easy for me to go all right well i'll just I'll, I'll just push a little bit further i'll push a little bit further or i'll explore this pathway and see where it takes me so say yeah. if i you know i happen to get up a little bit earlier for work because now that it's summer you know the you know the the, the light kicks in earlier the body in the morning, clocks a bit body yeah. clocks a bit fucked so i wake up and i go well okay well i've got some time i've done all my shit and i'm ready to go and you know works x amount since away from from where i sleep sleep so you know, all right, well, I can allow uh, 10, 15 minutes of gameplay. Boop, boot it up. And thanks that the super sweet SSD shits uploaded. It's just ready to go in minutes, and like seconds, sorry. I'm like, ah. and I'll play for a couple of minutes and then and then head on out to work. And yeah, death door, death's door has been, um, been fantastic for that. Mm. I have spent a little bit more time with the, with the game that, as I can't disclose currently. Uh, I'll have, I have more to say uh, in next episode. Uh, as well as some work ideally alongside uh, another outlet um, you know just as one of those sort of review chats that we do with the likes over at player two uh, so I'll be sitting there and, and chatting with them uh, and getting that done so uh, what else is there anything else I've been playing I've been diving into a little bit more Far Cry 6 because uh, I just kind of sorry my, my son's come in with uh, with his new toy because uh, it's been his birthday this week he turned five so he's got himself a new transforming truck uh, robot toy that turns into a T-Rex and makes a bunch of uh, dinosaur noises. But no, yeah. <laughs> and what I love about it is the dinosaur toy has the most Australian accent ever. It's beautiful. It's like Jai Courtney in the Suicide Squad voiced a T-Rex. And um, it's unquestionably Australian. I love it. Oh, and inside the mouth is an, is an engine because it's a car, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, so I've been ticking off some more time in Far Cry 6. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Far Cry 6 I've been working on as well, so clearing up the, the second area. Uh, that game is just dense. It is so dense. Um, um yeah so yeah so that, that game sorry bro so that game is super dense uh, i'm chipping it off as i go i jumped back into uh the grand theft auto trilogy the definitive edition into gta 3 specifically uh the there has been some visual improvements visual features with the with the most recent update uh, but it is still very much, uh, rough. Mm. Uh, like it, it kind of looks better, but it also looks worse. Like in the first time I played, I'm like, oh, this game looks kind of clean and tidy for a, a PS2 up res. But I don't know, like I'm playing it the other day. It, I can really feel it's jank and I can really feel it's age. I dove into San Andreas last night and it is a lot less dark than what it was when I first originally played it, Yeah, <clears throat> but it is still also rough. Yeah, like it's it's cleaned up, but it's still not ideal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting because like even something as simple as like this, this, this is a uh, mechanical base. Like I don't remember the, I don't remember the missions being so simple. Oh, I do. Yeah, especially in GTA Three, because it is—it's the beginning of the open world genre, mm. right? They—they ha they hadn't. They were. This was the beginning. They hadn't hit any of the beats yet. They didn't know. So, like, it's like drive here, come back, and it's only like two blocks away. You're like, mm -hmm. and so you just start hiking through missions where 
from memory at least they were they were one thing this could have been the at the time not seeing an open world game like this they therefore yeah. wanting to explore a little bit more uh i'm just seeing it i'm like this is delivering way less than i expected which is which is fine i guess it's fine <laughs> i mean, like i ain't mad about it but it's just like okay just caught me off mm. guard i guess for, for lack of better descriptor uh a little bit of tiny tina's as well but um only a sort of a minuscule amount uh anything else you've been playing with max no nah, just like i said you know the, the games i'm married to playing a lot of league of legends playing a lot of diablo 2 still playing i mean uh next week uh for those who are interested uh destiny 2 are celebrating or well, bungie celebrating its 30th anniversary so there is new content dropping on destiny 2 uh so it'll have a new dungeon uh, one of the big exotics from Destiny 1 is making its return, the Galahorn Rocket Launcher. Uh, new six-player, six-man game mode is rejoining as well. Uh, will be will be coming to all players. Mm-hmm. The dungeon is behind a price wall. You do have to pay for the anniversary event. If you have pre-ordered the special edition or the deluxe edition of the Witch Queen, that does come with the 30th anniversary pack and you will have access to that as of i believe i think wednesday morning as um this coming wednesday morning so i'm looking forward to that because that'll get me back in in a big way because for the last uh, i'm going to say five weeks destiny has not had any new content um and that has just been par for the course of them doing essentially i think what is close to a six month um season yeah, which is because of, is... of the because del- of, of the delay of the Witch Queen, because obviously that would have launched probably September October. It got pushed back to February, uh, and they had nothing to put in that gap. So it's a real shame, but unfortunately, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, del- delays fuck with everyone. So yeah, it's interesting. Just no. had, had the um, the season extended. Uh, by accident has been kind of quiet i imagine people are still grinding and still playing but it's cool to have some new content coming in that will allow people to yeah. uh give a bit of a, bit of a push and shove in, in the right direction anyways before we get into the into the main section of the show we talk about the news and upcoming whatevers uh we have a section called our get less fat update where we tell you about our weight loss journeys for those who don't know i have now lost uh 40 kilos in uh what 18 months using a product called the man shake is a meal replacement shake that i am an ambassador for so each and every week max and i come in to share the stories of our weight loss journeys uh where i'm at in what i guess is going to become my maintenance phase shortly and max going through his journey which which began at the start of this year max how goes the week for you uh it's been a pretty average week i haven't been shaking this week but i also haven't been like going crazy uh i'm pretty stable i'm sitting where i'm sitting at the moment um and until i probably get more disciplined and back on the shakes it's probably going to stay that way yeah so i'm just gonna and coming up to christmas that maybe we'll see how that turns out yeah so i myself i (laughs) haven't weighed myself since uh Mm. last week when i did do it um it's just accessibility to, to some scales uh, and then with that, because it's been my son's birthday and I've sort of gone out a little bit here and there as sort of, you know, just regaining mm. some, some socialness, I have, uh, sort of eaten a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. Like obviously even today with my son's birthday party that I had some family come around. So I ate an unnecessary amount of sweets 
So like next, this coming week, I will very much have to return to the gym and really dive into the shakes properly because I uh, am going to be huge. Uh, so like, it was almost like I hit my goal and I'm like, well, now I'm going to fuck it. You know, I've, I've hit, I hit my goal, hands in the air. Yum, 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 yum. You know, <laughs> and then <laughs> have some celebration pie. I did have some, cel- yeah. So it has been a bit of celebration this week with, yeah, so with my son and, uh, just socializing and like even like yesterday with the wrestling going out and then you know we went and had some so I went and had some Carl's Jr. because uh, fuck not and it was awesome you know like it 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 does feel good to throw off the shackles. I believe you were in I can't believe you were in Ballarat you didn't go to Gravy Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was it was more of we I went here last <laughs> time I am gonna go here again because I enjoyed it last time and like original the original plan was to go to like the All We Can Eat Pizza Hut that's there because that doesn't exist anymore and the novelty of it alone and then i'm like you know what i actually don't want to re- really want to eat a lot of pizza so or, or any pizza so i didn't go there but i will have to organize a time to go there purely for the nostalgia and the lulls of an all you we can eat pizza place because they don't really sure. exist anymore uh yeah so where i'm at in terms of I, what i'm weighing right now probably a lot um because there has been a lot of carbs as well so i imagine there's a mix of carbs and water retention so I think once I sort of get back into the wagon again, uh, come as of tomorrow, because I've got to, I'll return to the shakes for my breakfast and my lunch, and then I, I have the my, my muscle chef meals uh, for my dinners. I do imagine it sort of picking itself back up and going, oh yeah, cool, mm. you just had a week off, let's get back into it. Like I said, like, yeah. it's not, it hasn't been like indulging overeating or anything. It just has been a a lax in in what I have been doing. Uh, so yeah, I'll try push back to, uh, this is under the assumption that I have gain weight, which also checks out. Um, yeah, I don't have any proof on the scales, but I imagine that, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, all right, I expect it to be this. Let's get back on the, let's get back on the wagon. For all I know, I could be exact same weight. I doubt it, but I could be. We'll We'll have to wait and find out. But if you want to support Max and I on our weight loss journeys or maybe even start your start your own, if you head over to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P manshake, there is a link in the description below. By clicking on that link, you don't even have to buy anything. You help support the show. Uh, so go have a look. Maybe you can, uh, you know, change your life just like I did. As I said, I've lost just under 30% of my body weight, like 29.6 something percent of my body. Uh, something crazy. So losing yeah 30% ain't, ain't nothing to fuck around about Max let's get into the main again the main portion of the show that's called inform the players we tell you all about what happened this week in PlayStation well let's kick things off with the PlayStation Plus titles so the leaks were true we are getting Godfall Challenger Edition PlayStation 4 PlayStation 5 Mortal Shell on PS4 and Lego DC Super Villains also on PS4 it, however, should be noted that the version of Godfall has no campaign. It drops the player in at max level with endgame gear to do the endgame gameplay loop. This is not a full version of the title. Yeah, so I'm gonna now, Max, I'm gonna check something with you because I haven't played Godfall. Isn't this is isn't this endgame stuff? Wasn't that the shittest part of the game? There was no end. Okay, so when I played this game, there was no end game. So how, since then, I think there has. Uh, since then, I think there has been a substantial addition to the end game, um, but I cannot confirm that because I haven't played it since uh, maybe a month after launch. 
Okay, so I would like to think that there is some endgame stuff now. But... I would get. I would imagine that there is endgame if they're selling a version of the game that is purely just endgame. Yeah. So. I, I mean, we'll find out in literally two days because they go live on Tuesday Tuesdays. Tuesday evening. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to play this because I I didn't want to play Godfall before, and nor do I want to play just the end game because the end game loops is the shit that I hate anyway. Cause like, Hey, can you grind for the next 80 hours? I'm like, no, no, I won't. <laughs> uh, also earlier this week, there was some firmware updates. A new system update took place on the PlayStation five. And can we all guess what that pat or what the patch notes were for this one? That's it. It's the system software update, improved system performance. Yeah. No get, other get news. That performance on point. And possibly the biggest news from Sony this week, uh, and this this phrase is totally stolen by another podcaster, uh, PlayStation Plow. Hot. Yeah. So according to a new Bloomberg report, Sony is planning to combine PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now to create a new PlayStation subscription service to compete with Games Pass. Citing trusted sources and leaked documents, the report states that the service is set to launch around spring 2022. That would be autumn for us. Uh, which is, I believe, first quarter. Yes, that's uh, March, April, May. Yeah. So that could re- and could result with the phasing out of PlayStation Now as its own service. This service, codenamed Spartacus, and this idea seems to be an amalgamation of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Subscribers will have access to a huge catalogs of games similar to that of Games Pass. It is also claimed that this new service is currently set to split into three tiers. The first tier includes the existing PlayStation Plus subscription, that is, access to online multiplayer, cloud saves, and monthly games. The second tier will add a large selection of PlayStation 4 titles, with PlayStation 5 titles being added down the line. And the third tier throws in, quote, extended demos and game streaming, along with access to PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and PSP games. Well. Well. I I have a couple of things that uh, is making me wonder, right? Now, the first one is a given, which uh, no mentions in the chat, uh, is around now, PlayStation Now isn't available in Australia. So if they're like, mm-hmm. oh, PlayStation Now is part of the standard bundle, cool. That doesn't help us. So technically, we, we would be paying the same and getting less value, presumably. And then, of course, if you start throwing in these additional, these extras, um, that's fine. But it depends on how it's available. If, if if all these PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP games or PS4 games, whichever, are part of this Games Pass model, is what they're working on, and it's built th- and it's being delivered through PlayStation Now, it's literally not available in this country. Yeah, which means we will still just be at tier one, which is our current PlayStation Plus subscription and nothing will change for us. That's very, very true. But then again, it's a circumstance if you look around the world and you see everyone else is getting this extra, these extra services where us and I imagine other, com- other companies, you know. The issue is, and I, I put this in a chat with, um, with us and a few other people, I don't think that... Because of the, despite the, because obviously this is a direct comparison to Xbox's Games Pass. The the reason why Games Pass is so, what like one of the reasons Games Pass is so big is the fact that first party titles 
get released on Games Pass day and date. Yes. I cannot see Sony ever doing that. Neither do I. And I don't think they ever will. And the reason being is... And especially considering the fact that their second tier is a large selection of PlayStation 4 titles with PlayStation 5 titles possibly being added down the line. Yeah. So it means we're not going to get any new games or if we do get new games we're not going to be getting the best version of those new games yeah so where for where i at like where, where i'm at i would agree that playstation by not putting them on day one are making the right call and I, and this is from something that we've discussed previously when it comes to how each company is working their delivery model so mm. Uh, place uh, so Xbox, Microsoft, they want Xbox to be a service. They don't care about the, the 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 for them. They're not caring about the sales. For them, they're not caring about the how much money a game can make upon release. It's how much how much money can they make make from their subscription. So they they want lapsed individuals that forget that they are paying for it, and then the money keeps coming because that's the one of the great benefits of subscription services. You are getting guaranteed money each uh, month, each quarter, each you know half year, whichever. If you have X amount of subscribers, you are getting X amount of dollars. There is unquestionable math there, right? So you look yeah. at it and you go, well, you know, we have X, X million subscribers for our Games Pass. You know, even if it declines by, say, 2%, you're still making a lot. Like you're not reliant on that entire influx of dollars that you get once, you know, like in that two week window for every game that releases. So, mm -hmm. and then with PlayStation's business model around wanting to be the best, the best games are available here. That's when you, that's when you're going to see, you know, the the games that make those those two week gangbuster monies. Um, because if you look at right now, even Microsoft first party games aren't making any charts. Like when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, the, the top rated games of the year or whatever, or even the best selling games of the year or best selling games of the week, even they don't make the count. Why? Because most, most people are technically paying for them through, uh, through games pass. Mm. which once again it depends on what your mission is it depends on what your delivery deli on what you plan to do to deliver and achieve from this your business model right yeah but of course but from a but from a consumer standpoint it instantly devalues sony's version because they're not oh. getting something of similar to what they're already getting oh okay so, yeah, that's, that's so true. Yes. yes it makes yes it makes sense for sony's business model but they're targeting this to their consumers and their consumers are going to be like, well, we get this over here. You're not willing to give us this here. We're still, you want us to pay for a subscription service and still have to buy your games as well? Yeah, look, that I understand. And, and, that, and, and that considering I the fact that we're, especially now here in Australia, when the RRP of a PS5 title is $125 on top of a monthly, I guess, granted, we're already paying a monthly subscription with PlayStation Plus. But that is obviously going to increase with these tier systems. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of coin for something that I'm going to have to buy anyway. Yeah, well, that is a very good point. I guess my, because even, you know, my approach to all this is unquestionably based on the privileged position that we have mm. when it comes to, to game availability. Because um, the nature of us making content, you know, we are very lucky that we are able to receive review codes. Um, like, don't get me wrong, we've, we've, we've put the work in, we've earned them. But, uh, it is still a, a massive benefit for what we do. So I understand that, but 
I would argue that having games free, quote unquote, on day one actually devalues the game. So regard, like, yes, I, I agree with you that having it not having a game not on there devalues the surface, the service. Sorry. However, I believe the game being distributed for free devalues that game, and for PlayStation. Uh, at least my understanding of the company and, and how the how they're marketing how they work uh is they they want their games to be demonstrative value of, of value mm-hmm. and if once they once they make that decision they will lose that perception it is essential like because then like playstation at least within their first parties have created the public opinion that very similar to a nintendo seal of approval uh, you know when you get a first-party studio, it's pretty likely it's going to be awesome. And so, in terms of you shelving out your money, sure, then that's probably that's not too bad. But I think the the interesting thing here is the selling point around uh, the uh, uh, the extra on the tier three, right? Extended demos, okay, it's just demos with more time. That's interesting. Game streaming. So what we don't have game streaming up until this point. That's interesting. It's thing is I would imagine I would imagine that game streaming is in tier three because you will need to stream the PlayStation One, Two, Three, and PSP. Yeah, you will, you will need to stream the three because the. So the, that's that's probably why it's there. Yeah. So from it's the, probably it's probably not an added service. It's probably a nece- uh, like a necessity, and they're throwing it in there to. Sh- give the false impression that you're getting more value from getting a, a higher tier. Yeah, so like the way the way I see it is yeah, Sony is this is the this is the uh I was listening to Sacred Symbols another position podcast and Chris Raygun, one of the hosts made a made a comment of uh this being almost like a monkey's paw circumstance, right? A monkey's paw situation mm. where you go, "Oh man, I I can we get backwards compatibility?" And PlayStation went, "Sure, can." But you got to pay for it. Like, ah, oh, we got what we wanted, but ah, uh, we didn't. We like we didn't specify. We didn't make the 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 wish. Uh, uh, specific, sorry, specific enough. Specific enough. Yeah. So, because it is, it's like, hey, you're getting the backwards compatibility. Something you alleged. Something that you said you wanted, right? And then if no one jumps in the tier two and no one uses the service, they can go. Well, no one wants backwards compatibility. We have data to prove so. So that there's all there's always this there's this conception, and I would agree with the conception. That individuals that want backwards compatibility are within the minority, very much so. The issue is what price point does this come in at? Because if it's to compete with Games Pass, I mean Games Pass Ultimate is sixteen dollars a month, mm. and that comes with live, and Games Pass on PC, and Games Pass on console and it comes with their new x cloud service yeah like at what at what point at what price point does sony bring this in at because what are we what are we playing a month at the moment for playstation plus uh like 80 a year? i'd say 80 bucks a year yeah. <clears throat> um you know that's obviously going to go up with these tiers so it works out to be about six dollars and 67 cents a month yeah which is not bad well, because like let's, you can... let's have a look at uh, Games Pass for a year. Uh, well, they're only releasing. Th- you can only really buy it in three month lots, at least on cards. So it's there's. I don't think there's a reduction for a, for a yearly. 
Yeah, well, see, I'm in the I'm in the weird spot where I I actually have two years of Games Pass just sitting there, um, which makes it hard. Well, that's the thing. So for for it it works out to be what ten ten dollars a month, ten ninety five a month. Yeah. So the way like uh, yeah like so the way I see it in terms of of the Games Pass or at least the tiered structure, uh, I would I would expect say twenty bucks difference right mm. or let's say 10 15 dollars difference so right now if you don't have a yearly subscription you pay about not as 11 bucks a month 9.95 a month for ps plus yeah i don't recall yeah let me find out how much it is but then i normally expect- normally i buy a year's worth whenever it goes on sale since it can stack and it just rolls over yeah, at the end of the yeah. Year. I, i'm pretty much in the same space but uh let's have a look Cause yeah, so the way I'm ori- the way I'm originally thinking it is that, but I can't imagine that PlayStation will match their price. Yeah, so a one month membership of PS Plus is eleven ninety five if you buy it by itself, right? So yeah. as I said, so that's and and Xbox Ultimate is ten ninety five a month if you buy it by itself. Yeah, so what I'm thinking the most reasonable way would be to potentially drop the price the price of the base model a little bit. Uh, mm. and then make maybe tier two the standard price and then tier three would be five ish dollars more a month my original model was like 10 bucks a tier so say it's a it's 11 dollars right now then it'd be 22 then it'd be 33 dollars a month but then you look at or you know we'll, maybe 11 and, now we... and then 16 and then 21 and i mean well i mean we can use nintendo as an example now they just jacked up their price by like 25 bucks to add super nintendo no, not super nintendo for uh, nintendo 64 and sega to their online services yeah and their online is hot garbage yeah and like the, if, if you get the right level of uh mark for the company they'll pay it could call it myself out there because if this option is available i'm getting i'm gonna go to tier three because i'm sure well, say i cannot I don't think I would ever play a PS1, PS2, or PS3 game. I, I like for me at least initially. I'd like the. Idea I like the of, idea of like I've liked the idea of saying of yeah, I'll content, totally yeah. use it. I'll totally do it, but I know I won't. Mm. Yeah. It would depend on the selection of titles that are available, um, you know, and and depending on and how it's supported. Like if there's trophy support, as an example, sure, why not? You know what I mean? Like I think it would, yeah, it would come down to a couple of different factors. Uh, but for me, it's mostly just from a content space. I'd be like, well, I'm going to play this. I'm going to pay the extra for at least a couple of months, experience the new tier, see whether it is worth my time, worth my dollars. Well, the answer is as a presumable no. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. As I said, I don't see it being a too staggeringly different price. Originally, I did because I assumed it was less a month because I power yearly. But it's at eleven ninety five from a base model, not a yearly subscription price. Is that I, I would probably, I would argue that it's five dollars up per per tier. So eleven ninety five would become sixteen ninety five, and then sixteen ninety five to uh, twenty one ninety five. So realistically, it's a it's ten it's five ten dollars more than Xbox Game Pass. Which is once again, you would I, I would I would be with you in terms of the arguing of the actual to the customer value would be less, 
but I think at least similar to similar to Nintendo, the legacy of the console mm. is what will convince that, and it'll essentially be the idea of the whales on mobile devices like grab the people that, that have disposable income that are willing to pay that extra amount to to get it there that's how i see it uh any final thoughts on on the X, on playstation game pass no all right no. cool because hey, it, i think i've said my piece yeah me too all right let's get in, let's get into some litigious uh space here max so it takes two is the request to be taken down uh, Hayes Light developer of if It Takes Two, which was the uh, independent game uh, that released this year. They make cool co-op experiences. Max is putting it on one of his lists as the top games of the year. Uh, has had to abandon ownership of the game's title uh, in a trademark dispute from publisher Take Two. The studio was hit by a claim was hit with a claim by the publisher shorting shortly after the co-op title's release earlier this year, so around January, according to a report from Eurogamer. Obviously, there are similarities between the two names, which has led to Take-Two getting its lawyers involved. Documentation shows that Hazelight dropped ownership of the name It Takes Two just days after launch. Asked for comment on the situation, the developer says it's, quote, hopeful it will be resolved, end quote. But Take-Two has yet to offer any statement on the matter. Right now... All, that, all this means is that Hazelight is unable to protect the game's name. Take, uh, yeah, name sorry. Take-Two isn't taking any further legal action for now anyway. So the title will remain as it is unless the studio decides to rename it. So I did some digging into this and got onto the US Patent Office website. Uh, since June 2020, there has been over 160 claims from Take-Two uh across the board uh for so many different things uh there was a clothing company that got um uh, got hit because their company slogan was dressed like a rock star and apparently take two owned the word rock star uh a gentleman by the name of max fane owns his own company max fane llc they sent a copyright claim to him because it was too close to max Payne. um <laughs> Yeah, it seems to be that uh, over the pandemic, they'll basically hit a bunch of people with random like <laughs> uh, trademark, money. trademark disputes. Yeah. Well, when you got to find dollar Any, anything, and you're paying for these lawyers the regardless. Letter, so. Anything with the letter R in it was hit because of the R trademark from Rockstar. Uh, it's it's almost as bad as Bethesda try, uh, stating that scrolls the word scrolls is trademarked to them and no one can use the word scrolls. It was um, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's fucking insane. <laughs> but uh, this happened in January. Why are we only hearing about it now? Why is it now that it's become big news? Like obviously, it still sucks. But why Why now in December, almost a year after the fact, are we hearing about it and everyone getting all up in a... Like, I do wonder about that too, because I sent you this article and be like, the fuck? And you went, I'm... And you essentially came back to me the next day being like, I've looked into this and this is what I've found. I'm like, wait, yeah. so has anybody else done this? Yeah, it's... It, I mean, it's... It, yeah, it doesn't take it, away it, it the happened in, like, of it January all. or February. Like, it's weird. Unless there's, like, a, a time frame that which is information can be... Uh, but it... Um, in, like, a freedom, in a, freedom of, a freedom of Information Act. 
Puck puts in the chat, I assumed it was sales, but Take-Two have taken, as far as I'm aware, Take-Two have taken no money from them, and Hazelight are still making all the money from the sales of their title. It's just... It's a power thing. They, they, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's power and to ensure the ownership towards the brand. And I guess that uh, it might be a circumstance of, well, if this what this game did really, really well, uh, you better not make a sequel. But it's also not like it was a stinker of a game and they're like, please don't associate this hot garbage with us. Yeah. I, like, the I, game was good. It was, it was re- reviewed well. Critically, it did well. Like, I don't, yeah. I think the, like, the difficulty is uh, because, like, I don't even think about Take-Two anymore. I think about 2K. I think about Rockstar. Like, Take-Two are a parent company. They they just, they don't develop games. They are a publisher, right? Mm. So, it's a circumstance of, I forget they exist half the time because I'm, I think about more of, of the of the development teams, if anything. Mm. So, that, that's... Well, uh, now, this, this has now brought them back into the radar. They're back on people's map now. It's like when, yeah, once again, like Bethesda when they contested uh, "Pray for the Gods," so that's so the, the small independent team had to rename, uh, respell "Pray" with P-R-A-E-Y just to avoid uh, mm. being sued. So that was interesting. Mm. But uh, that's all right. Moving on. Oh, game awards, Ryan. Ugh. The Game Awards will kick off Thursday the 9th of December. That's Friday the 10th at noon for Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, they will be sp- streamed on pretty much every platform known to mankind. There is no run... Uh, no runtime has been confirmed for this year's show. However, 2020's show lasted just over three hours long. Uh, addressing the Activision Blizzard situation, Keely has now stated on Twitter... Quote, beyond its nominations, I can confirm that Activision Blizzard will not be part of this year's Game Awards. Killy goes on to say that the Game Awards is a time of celebration for this industry, the biggest form of entertainment in the world. There is no place for abuse, harassment, or predatory practices in any company or community. I also realize that we have a big platform which can accelerate and inspire change, and we are committed to that but we all need to work together to build a better and more inclusive environment so everyone feels safe to build the world's best games. Get fucked. Get fucked. If you want to stand there and talk about the, the platform on which you have and the power of change that it can deliver, then do it. Don't be a, pan- don't be a fucking pussy about it. And that's what Jeff Keighley is doing. Like, orig- the originally the statement was, oh, we're not going to take sides, quote unquote. Yeah. And like, this isn't an issue about taking sides. An issue of people are being treated shit in the workplace. People are being sexually harassed. People are being sexually assaulted in the workplace. That is not something you take sides on. The uh, the, uh, the of how other individuals in the world are treated is not something you go, mm, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything. Like that's not how this works. If people are being treated like shit, and you have the power and the platform to literally prevent it from happening, and you choose not to you are you are you are clearly showing who you are and what you believe in this system because right now jeff keely isn't going like his decision here isn't based on a moral standpoint it's ba- it is based on a purely fiscal purely financial move as the idea of i can't talk shit about activision because they pay me a lot of money at some point like you know if they have some sort of content release i'm like he doesn't want to burn bridges. And I understand that, at least because within this space as well, 
the 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 gaming industry is very reliant on friends and connections that you have in certain places so if you suddenly start burning bridges well what are you gonna do i mean but it's not like he hasn't done something like this in the past he has like he used the power of his platform to talk about his fucking best mate kojima and how he wasn't allowed to go to a game award to the game awards and how you know he was being all bullshitted by konami he uh, jeff Keighley has nothing but time nothing but endless amount of free work I, I, I will do whatever i can to make the power of change for my mate kojima but fuck faceless people that they're being assaulted in the workplace. Nah, bro. Nah, I ain't got no time for that. Look, I wasn't going to watch the awards anyway. Still not going to. You can do whatever you want, individuals out there in the world. But like, I, I prefer, I, I must admit, I prefer the trailer montage at the end. Yeah. So essentially, like, you what, know, yeah. two hours after the show ends and someone's collated them all on YouTube. Even, <laughs> even with that in mind, right? We look about this, like... If the Game Awards are what they are, or are what he says they are, a a platform to showcase and celebrate games for that year, then he shouldn't give a fuck about what Activision say, and he should do the right thing. Because if it, because what we're seeing here is how important the money that these individuals bring. So it's not about the awards. It's not about celebrating excellent work within the industry. It's a platform to showcase new titles, to show new trailers. It is marketing. Like the Game Awards, and they have been for a very long time, are just extensions of the marketing train. And I think the fact that we see so many advertisements at the best at the best of times, the fact that we see more trailers, more reveals every year on year, right? Because that is where the money is. Individuals have to pay money to reveal their shit so Keely has made the wrong call here he ha he has put the money and the well-being of his of his award show ahead of other individual safety now Jeff Keely has been in the industry long enough he has enough power he has enough like clout and understanding you would presume that he could make this call and if most outlets or most gaming companies playstation playstation and xbox included are against this mistreatment in activision are against bobby kodak and his uh, act actions and his decisions then he could survive if playstation can make a fucking half-assed comment about this with a relative like a relatively defined stance but also a nothing stance then why can't Jeff do the same? PlayStation have more at stake with this relationship with Activision than he ever will. Mm. Why keep sucking on the teat? It's like, you, play, you, you picked up and played Call of Duty the other month? No, I got no fault to that at all. You keep playing Diablo, a Blizzard game. I understand that. Like, But I myself, I'm not going out of my way to rush to play Activision or Blizzard games. I don't play Blizzard games anyway. Like, it's not, for me, it's not a cognitive decision of, oh, I'm not going to play it because fuck them. Because part of me understands that by buying a game or playing the game, you are supporting more than one shit individual. You are supporting mm. a team, you are supporting that team that have had mistreatment, that have had crunched, right? They've had all these examples of incorrectly, uh, incorrect workplaces. But I also don't want to support the company in general. It's I know there was talk, sorry to interrupt, I know there was just because you mentioned, you brought up Call of Duty, 
Uh, I know there was talk earlier this week that uh, a lot of people from Raven Studios, the guys behind uh, the last Call of Duty, they did the campaign. Uh, They were promised pay rises and a ton of them got fired this week. Woo! Look, when you're being investigated by multiple states in the US, you probably need that money for for, uh, lawyers and shit. Mm. Activision, fuck you. Um, It's... Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like I'm kind of, it's not that I don't want to have a stance on it. I just can't be fucking bothered. It's just, it's frustrating. Very similar. It's a, it's, a, it's a it's such a shitty situation that seems like it that that should just have an obvious answer. Yeah, the obvious answer is and, don't treat people poorly. Yeah, but apparently that's just not. That is yeah. That's too much yeah. allegedly. That is too much to ask of your of a company is to just not be shit to people. Like, I understand... Like, I'm very aware... I'm very aware that some of the world's greatest achievements have been built on uh, slavery, misery, and mistreatment of other individuals. Like, those pyramids were made by hand, not by kind love supports and not crunch. Mm. But we're better than that now. Let's be better. Let's be better. (laughs) We should be better. Speaking of things that could be better, uh, Bioshock rumors, Max. So, uh, how dare you not read the title that I painstakingly uh, worked hard? Bioshocking making... rumors is Thank what you. Max has wrote. Bioshocking <laughs> rumors. I'll let, I'll let that hang for a minute for those of you just so you're going to sit there at, with your headphones Oi, on and go, How nice. how dare you insult my, my dad jokes? Nice. That took me like a solid four seconds to work on. <laughs> Bioshock Isolation is the uh, the newest rumor uh, within the game space. Word comes way of uh, oops leaks on Twitter. However, it do- there is a lot that comes from uh, Colin Moriarty over at uh, mm. uh, 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 Sacred Symbols. So I'll give I'll, I will give credit to him as well. Uh, so where there have been alleged the the alleged logo for the rumor title has been shown. In this particular Twitter post, it says, quote, Bioshock Isolation, set in a new-to-franchise isolated dystopian city, Unreal Engine 5, developed by Irrational Games veterans and people are work- people who worked on Watch Dogs Legion, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Mafia 3, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and is to be announced in the Q1 of 2022. Oh, thank you. I couldn't work out, for the life of me, I could not remember what the MD stood for. I'm like, I don't remember Deus Ex being a medical doctor. Yeah, I don't think it's not. It's not, yeah, it's not. Yeah, day six. Mankind. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, we do have confirmation that a Bioshock game is in development on it with a team called Cloud Chamber, which is made up by ex Irrational Games employees. And a website emerged over the weekend. There is always a lighthouse.com, which is allegedly related to said project, although there's basically nothing on that page other than the word stay tuned in the title. And confirm. Yeah, despite the uh, leak accounts claim, there there could be some kind of announcement at the Game Awards next week. Uh, Jeff Keighley said on Twitter this weekend that there's one announcement we've been working on development for two to five years, uh, two point five years, and the new Bioshock was officially announced by Two K Games two and eight years ago. So it fits. So in addition 
uh, to this. So if anyone that listens to Sacred Symbols, um, which is a, which is a much better PlayStation podcast than us, uh, they are a massive inspiration to me particularly. Uh, so in there, Colin Moriarty has a big discussion on information that he has been able to obtain about this upcoming uh, Bioshock game uh, due to, and he also goes into the details of how he has his sources, how he finds his individual and his points of checking the information uh, and the validity of it before he starts publishing or before he puts it onto a podcast, right? <laughs> Pardon me. So with that in mind, so there has been some additions. So allegedly it's set in the 60s. Uh, it is uh, in the Antarctic. So it's no, not in the sky. It's not in uh, underwater. It's in this weird middle ground of ice. In the frozen wasteland. In the frozen <laughs> wasteland. Uh, so, and part of their biggest concern around the title is that they're ensuring that it beats and delivers, uh, compared to Bioshock one. Uh, so there's sort of this fear of nostalgia because in conjunction, there was discussion around there being a Bioshock remake or a Bioshock remaster, or actually according to the G, uh, the G force leak from earlier in the year, it was mentioned as a Bioshock RTX remaster. So it's safe to presume that they'll be releasing a version of it with ray tracing and some improvements, which could eventually lead to a PS5 version of the game coming out as well. Uh, so yeah, as long as they can deliver more than that, according to Colin is what the plan would be. Uh, so there was also speculation because he did in one of the sources that he did validate their information kind of contradicted these points but that was also on the preface that uh, this game may likely have been rebooted at some point uh, and restarted so it, it, either that or it's, or they're looking at doing multiple locations so it's, it's, it's interesting on, and we guess we'll find out more uh, and the original plan was for the Game Awards, but they've since pushed it back into the new year. Max, where do you stand on this uh, new Bioshock game potential? It's hard. Bioshock is such an iconic series that I think a lot of us will always look at it through rose-tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. And whatever comes... Because obviously this isn't... This won't be headed by Ken Levine. No. So it's going to be... a. Vi- arguably a very different game and it'll just depend on how you view it and it, and it's really it, it's really hard for for especially teams like that to take on especially if it has that bioshock moniker in it people are going to expect a certain thing and if they're not getting it um i feel that no matter how good that game may be there's always that in the back of their mind going well it's, it's not a bioshock game is it why has it got that bioshock title attached to it yeah, it, it 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 feels like it could all almost be putting itself back before it even gets out of the gate type thing. Yeah, it's very very it's very likely, isn't it? Like you look at it and you go, well, <laughs> they could really fuck this. And like if, if it's yeah. it's very similar to what some other things that we've experienced. Like even, even if they don't, like even if it comes out and it's a banger, but it's not a Bioshock game and it has that title, people are like, well, it's it's still not a Bioshock game. Well, it's like when Prey came out and they were like, oh, this is kind of a soft reboot of prey and it's nothing like the original prey yeah you know so it's, it's a, it is that sort of uh weird space uh no and the chat mentions the idea of metal gear solid i presume well that's the idea it's the same concept right so if if konami decide to to continue on metal gear Solid without kojima you're like oh it's not really a metal gear solid game is it you know, mm. or, or even, uh it's like most movies right like when they like soft reboot something like ghostbusters you're like well, it's Ghostbusters in name, but it's not really Ghostbusters now, is it? 
And I guess it's that same sort of feeling here. And like, yeah, without Ken Levine, it is, as you said, it's going to be a different delivery. It's going to be a different uh, kind of game. It is Ken Levine, right? I'm not yeah, going to are correct. It's Ken yeah. Levine, yeah. Uh, so that's going to change it. And then also, if you, to tr- if you try to uh, uh, pull off Levine's style and it doesn't land, that's going to be a concern in and of itself. Uh, yeah, look, I... I don't have the rose-tinted glasses look at Bioshock. I, I really enjoyed don't. Bioshock. I, I never finished it, never played 2, never played Infinite. I've only played 2 and Infinite, which is, I know. Yeah, so we, did get, it, we did get it for free as part of the PS Plus because I did want to buy it for the longest time. Um, oh, really? Okay, so James just comes in to tell me that they're seeing the Christmas tree up. So that's exciting. Woo! Yes. There's a Santa. Wow. Well, no way. Well, when I'm finished here, buddy, I'll come and I'll come and help you, and I'll come look at it. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back. No, no, I'm talking. I'm still talking, to Max. And he's gone. Shut the door, please. Thanks, bud. He's very excited for his Christmas tree. So because it's his birthday, it was his birthday this week, so we don't do the Christmas tree until after his birthday with the idea to separate his birthday and Christmas so he knows that, like... Because, you know, even someone like myself who was born in the beginning of November, like, I spent a lot of my youth growing up, in a, you know, because of a, of a lower middle-class household. Like, my birthday and Christmas were like, look, you're going to get one big fucking present and it's going to be Christmas and so your birthday kind of means nothing. Yeah, my kid's birthday is on the twenty third of December. You're in the same. You are. You are. You will be in the same boat. So you can't avoid the setting up of the tree, but the, there's going to be tough to create that separator between the two events. Yeah. Um. Yes. So I've got. I've got my train of thought. Yeah. So I. I, I may go back and and replay it. Um, for no fucking reason. Like if I if I have some downtime and I'm like, yeah, I might play Bioshock because like. I wanted to buy that Bioshock collection for like the longest time. I just never pulled the trigger. And then having it free was kind of possibly enough. Um, there's a lot of expectation on this game. And I think that's where its biggest contention is, I think. Mm. All righty, quick bits. The YouTube app on PlayStation 5 now supports HDR with its latest update. Dying Light 2 Stay Human has gone gold ahead of its February release next year. That is so good. And, it's going to go gold now. Oh, that's so good. And uh, found deep in the back end of the PlayStation Store, The Matrix Awakens could possibly be an interactive tie-in to the upcoming movie. Hey, there you go. Like, So, look, this could be fun because I really enjoyed Enter the Matrix and Matrix Path of Neo. So, why mm. not? Yeah. Why not? So obviously for you the bit this what the best biggest quick bitty here is It's obviously Light 2. Dying Light 2 not going to get delayed anymore cuz it's gone gold. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Max? Oh man, look. I've been waiting for this game be- for the better part of like 2 years now cuz it, it for a while it went through development hell. It was it was delayed indefinitely for a while there. Uh then I believe it was actually supposed to be released this week at yeah. one point. Yeah, so have um, it go so, gold now is actually really, really good news. I would have loved to it for it to have come out now because February is just this. 
horrendous shit show of games. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, all those games that are coming out in February are going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but we've got, you know, Dying Light 2, I believe, is in the first two weeks. Then we've got Horizon Forbidden West. We've got Destiny 2 expansions. We've got um, Elden Ring. We've got uh, True Colors, uh, oh, The Life is Strange yeah. stuff. Uh, we've got uh, Sifu has been moved to the front end of February now instead of the back end of February. There's just so many titles in February that have all piqued my interest. And it's just... And none of them are short games. No. Except for maybe Sifu. Yeah, potentially. It might be short because I'm shit at it, but like, it's for the only possible <laughs> reason. But that's right. There are still some games to play in the, up- in the upcoming week. Uh, these are the new releases. So we've got White Shadows coming to PS5 on December 7th. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, which is an expansion to the Final Fantasy XIV online MMORPG. Uh, that is coming to both PC, uh, PS4 and PS5. Just to cut in really quickly, that's currently live now if you bought the Digital Deluxe Edition. There's four days of early access. Uh, but last time I checked, there was, for the server that I play on anyway, there was 28,000 people in queue to log in. And uh, the servers went down for maintenance before we got to log in. Good news. Good news everyone playing. <laughs> so good luck yeah. to those playing in the four days of early access. Yeah, so that's coming to PS4, PS5 on December 7th. Heavenly Bodies coming to PS4 and PS5 on December 7th as well. And Witchwood coming to PS4 and PS5 December 9th. Now, there is likely to be more coming during the week that we don't know about, we don't give a fucking shit about. Probably some independent games that may not even release here in Australia. But there you go. That does bring us to the end of another episode. Big thank you for everyone for joining us once again. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your either your uh, your Saturday or your Sunday whenever we go live here on Twitch or just taking time uh, out of your week to listen to the show. Uh, we do appreciate every single one of you. We may not know who you are. We'd love to know who you are. Um, so always hit us up, chat to us. You know, we, we're, we're keen to know whoever takes the time to uh, listen to our absolute nonsense. Yes. Just before we completely wrap up too, I would like to recommend another podcast to listen to this week, specifically because friend of the show, Shane Bailey, who we've both guested on his show, uh, he guest hosted uh, DLC this week and got to talk all about uh, his work with Game on Cancer. And it is a super, super awesome listen and you should definitely check it out. 100%. So Shane, big is a huge friend of the show. He and I go uh, way back. Uh, when he started work, when he was working in games PR, we met that way, and we just had, and we became good friends, which is awesome. Uh, and then to now now see him step away from that and go into a more charity based space uh, with the, with game on cancer, using sort of gaming, gaming culture, and influence or whatever to uh, help tackle cancer. So fuck yeah! Uh, I know Max, you're a huge fan of the DLC podcast already, so you yeah. shit your pants when you hear when you heard a friend of ours was going on there. <laughs> Uh, of course, also check out his show as well, Question Box, which, as Max has said, both he and I have uh, guested on. But uh, yeah, go give it some love. Go support Game on Cancer. It's on social medias as well. Uh, donate some dollary dues if you have the capability to do so, because um, it's good shit. Yeah, very good shelf. All right, Max, and there, can send us home.
All right, everybody. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod if you are listening to us on uh, podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you are on youtube be sure to like subscribe with a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures as well as our merchandise store podcast.com slash shop where you buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players